0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And apparently the football season uh, continues in the NFL. I, I wouldn't know. It it all seems like a waste at this point after uh, kicking a field goal. Um, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, it, get it out. Let it out. This is,
1: this is your chance to put it on the record.
0: You know, it's not all one play. It took a lot for us to get here, including but not limited to Kevin King not getting over the top of a receiver when they have no timeouts left uh, at the end of the first half. Yeah. Or the fact that we had two interceptions and back-to-back possessions in which we went three and out on three pass attempts and abandoned the run. Right. And it's not that on third down, Rodgers could have run in I think yeah. I think he could have, but it doesn't matter. He he tried to fit the ball into a window and right. he couldn't. Right. But when that happened, this is where you need that head coach of common sense on your sidelines. Um, yeah. Because yeah. we need a touchdown and a two point conversion, or a field goal, a touchdown, and right. an extra point. We're on the eight yard line. We're not going to get much closer a chance to score we've got the presumptive mvp all mm-hmm. pro quarterback mm-hmm. i know we didn't punch it in, in in the three passes to Devontae adams the last time we were down there and we were on fourth down and goal right on this trip but i don't think this is one of those things where hindsight is 2020 and, and it's easy to <laughs> criticize now in, in the no, moment I, I mean i was watching with my brother and in the moment he's like well we're not going to get the ball back now. Somehow the kick returner Mickens didn't understand that he needed to burn off five seconds. Right, that was dumb. Yeah, that, almost that
1: could have been costly for them. Yeah. I mean, it didn't you know, turn out to be, but yeah, he could have easily run it to the two minute warning,
0: but you kick that field goal and then you need a defensive stop and to score a touchdown. Well, right. If you don't score there, then a defensive stop where you need a touchdown, in theory, if you make the hold, you're going to get the ball back at worst at your own 40.
1: True, true. And, and you know, you're right. It's essentially, I mean, you, you still need the two-point. But, it, you know, the point that I've heard, and it's true, is like, you know, you, you needed one touchdown somewhere along the way.
0: And, and you're on you the eight-yard line.
1: <laughs> right. So even if you don't get it there, you're still in the same boat, basically. You still need a touchdown um, as what a field goal did for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was, you know, it's one of those, um, the decisions that I, I, I would imagine, I mean, he'll probably never say this to be honest, but, um, you know, I, I'd imagine it might just be sort of a, you know, like default, well, it's fourth and goal at the eight kick field goal. And, and you, you know, you're, you just, you know, you got to make that decision and, you know, thirty seconds basically and I, I feel like he just, you know, went with the default, well, we'll take the points without really analyzing. And and you know, maybe that's maybe that's a symptom, I don't know, of, of a you know, a coach who's still somewhat new to the role.
0: Yeah, um, you, know, you know, two I mean, you two know. years, two NFC title games for LaFleur. Yeah. I'm not I'm not here to bury Matt LaFleur. He's clearly no, done a no, very good I, job. I, I,
1: I would imagine not, yeah, yeah. But you know, it, it is still new to the role and, and uh you know he hasn't had to make those decisions under the gun i mean it's you know it's always obviously easy for us when we sit on the couch and you know well you, you got to do
2: that that said you know
1: you, you what you want is your coach to be thinking ahead
2: mm-hmm. you know i mean
1: yeah you got to make that decision in 30 seconds but you know you kind of like once you get to like first and goal i feel like you got to be like okay what are we doing here are are we all in for the touchdown um, you know i, I guess I, I guess he wasn't but I'm not sure why, you know, it certainly would have seems like the the more prudent play to just, you know, just go for it, even if it doesn't work. As you said, you know, they're getting the ball at the eight um, and and, you know, you've got it. You still got the same scenario. You still got the three timeouts. You still got the ability to get the ball back, needing another touchdown if you don't get it
0: there. Yeah. So it was disappointing. Yeah on, yeah on the plus side i did find my old sterling sharp jersey while cleaning out a closet uh so <laughs> okay. you know glass half full in terms of pack there of news go. for me
1: <laughs> yeah 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 i mean uh it's just uh you know i, I mean i don't know what you thought um you know the Pass interference call. I mean, I, I think it was the right call, but it was also like just felt like a classic Tom Brady moment, didn't it? Like you know,
0: it was an throw
1: that gets them a first down. Basically,
0: it was one of those things, and and, and I my frustration, you know, on the on the interception Rodgers threw, there was as much right. or more contact before the ball got there as there was on yeah. that play, and the ball Rodgers threw that got picked was. In line with the receiver and the corner stepped in front. This ball right. could have easily been ruled not catchable. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, the the argument I've seen, and, and I I appreciate the view that it's a penalty. It's, mm-hmm. It is a penalty. By the letter of the law, he broke the yeah. rule. So you throw the flag because it is a penalty. Mm-hmm. But I also appreciate the argument, which I think is more of the baseball fan in me than anything of, you know, call it how you called it all game. And yeah. you know, like a home plate umpire. If, which is fair, if, yeah. a, if the bottom of your knee is a strike in the first, the bottom of your knee is a strike in the ninth. If, yeah, if yeah. you're allowing yeah. tugging and grabbing for the first, you know, 55 minutes of the game, you have to allow which tugging and grabbing for the last. Yeah. Point. Agreed. Agreed.
1: And I, and I don't, I don't mind that style of game. I, you know, I wish I, in many ways I wish we could get back to that more. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to necessarily like you know allow a defensive back to tackle a receiver, but you know, before the ball gets there. Um, but, but I, I, do think it's over officiated so much now. There's so many times I'm watching games and you know, free first down basically without having to make a play, and that that was the thing. I mean, that was what that was. The, the Bucks did not make the play. And they got the first down. Um, you know, is it a penalty? Yes, but it is frustrating when it's like you know they, they didn't they didn't execute the play. I mean, the ball was way overthrown. Yeah, was probably well, overthrown on purpose in a way. I mean, I think he was I think he was throwing it to get the call, and he got the call. Um, but it, that's frustrating as a fan.
0: Yeah, and look, I I don't know what to say as a as a Packer fan. I found the whole thing very distressing yeah. and I you know I'm frustrated as a fan because you know you look around the league there are so few times when you feel like you're you hit the playoffs healthy and clicking yeah. and and I know that they lost Bakhtiari and maybe that's why JPP was basically living in the backfield yeah. all yeah. day but yeah but they were mostly healthy, and they'd played a few games without Bakhtiari that they, you know, the line right. had gelled. It wasn't like we slapped this line together the week before. Sure. No, they were
1: very good the week before against the Rams, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, against a, a, an equally fearsome defense,
0: probably. I, um, and so it felt like everything was clicking. Now, yeah, there, there were a number of things throughout that game where you just felt like it wasn't your day. Yeah, um, yeah. And... I understand that this team was the number 1 seed after a season in which their first round draft pick was a guy who didn't even right. make the active roster for a single game. Per game, right. And right. and so it's hard to criticize or say the team wasn't there but Equinemia St. Brown dropping that two-point conversion two point that conversion, hit him in yeah. the gut and and I I love that we're trying to say well Sue tipped it Sue tipped it at the line. It wasn't like a defensive back tipped it and he had to adjust. Like, it (laughs) hit him in the stomach. It did. It did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, two things can be true. He did tip the
0: ball, but he also should have caught the ball. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, Redmond with the alligator arms trying to make the pick. Right. Um, Which is then
1: followed up by the touchdown at the, you know, two plays later. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It just was, you know, and. Aaron Jones, who's been a machine, fumbles twice, including a lost fumble and gets knocked out of the game. Which sets them up
1: for another touchdown. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it was those plays, really, like that, obviously they got back in the game, but it was that, you know, that stretch, end of the first half, beginning of the second, which, you know, the announcers love to point to, and coaches talk about it, and, and, uh, you know, the the Packers were really they were kind of, you know, with a minute to go in the first half, they were in the position to do the double up, you know, score and then score again. And, and it, instead because of, you know, the interception, then the dropped interception, then the ball that gets behind King.
0: Well, and the, the fumble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I
1: mean then it ends up with the Bucks end up doing that basically. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean that that was obviously the you know the old NBC Sports Show turning point uh, where they would uh, you know that was that was it. It was it was that series of events because really the you know I mean Brady was Brady was not good in the second half. No, um, I mean you know it's one of those that gets forgotten because they won. But three straight interceptions is is pretty bad, and and really two of them were just bad throws. And honestly, yeah. the one to Evans over the middle was a bad throw too. Evans was open. He threw yeah. it too high for him, um, but the you know the first and the third were just like you know lollipop throws that were just like you know desperation heaves almost.
0: Yeah, and it's it, you know it's depressing as a Packer fan to be here, but yeah, you know it, it is what it is the, this team well, could have won. They played great. Yeah. I you know I don't think I really don't think that Rodgers meant to pull or uh, Rogers meant to pull a Favre uh, with his post game comments. I think it's one of those things where when you ask a guy right after he loses what, you know, what he's thinking, I'm sure it's not positive.
1: No, exactly. I mean, you know, like I've read a lot about it and, and, you know, I'm sure you have too. And I I mean, I I think, I think Rogers has a well-earned rep for kind of being uh,
0: salty, salty and, and calculated in his Mm -hmm. comments, you know, um, and, and
1: so when you, when you do the, you know, futures are uncertain, including myself, uh, I think he probably knew what he was doing. And, and, you know, is there a part of him that, you know, is trying to get a new contract, uh, you know, a new structure of his contract? Quite possibly. And, and to me, the, the most, I, mean, I don't know how easy this is, the most logical scenario here for both sides is, you know, rip up his deal, give him a new deal that gives him, you know, some guaranteed money the next two years. And then you can move on after 22 if you want. And, and you you know, you'd still have Jordan Love
2: in the fold for another year or two, depending on what you do with his option at that point. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I mean, that seems to be the most, like, easy reconciliation. Now, I, I don't know how easy that is. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what the Packer front office mentality is. Um, you know, the, the, the complicating factor is you do have somewhat of a decision to make on Jordan Love after year three. That's yeah. when you got to make the option decision. So do you want to see him play some before you make that decision? I, I would think yes, but I don't know. Who, who knows what they'll actually do.
0: I think that the fact that he never passed Tim Boyle on right. the depth chart is scary to me. Well, yeah. I, and now, yeah. Now,
1: I mean, playing devil's advocate there, there was no offseason. You know, there was mm-hmm. there was no... OTAs there was no mini camp and there was an abbreviated weird sort of training camp so i'm i'm willing to sort of you know put that caveat on i mean we talked about this i think near the beginning of the year and i'll still say it you know like if that's still the case next september if he's you know when, like let's say they bring back the same three guys which i think is probably the most likely I don't know what, I don't know if Boyle's a free agent. Is he? I think
0: they, I think they can have him however long they want. Like exclusive rights or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You know, so um, uh, you know, they bring back the same three guys. If he's still the number three in week one next year, then I think, you you know, you've got something like, Whoa, what's, what's the deal? (laughs) You know, uh, like some, something seems off at that point. I'm willing to give him this year as just a, you know, he was a project. I think everybody kind of conceded he was a project.
0: But and, you don't trade up for projects. Never mind. Know, I'm done. I mean, we don't. We don't need to rehash this. <laughs> I see what you mean? I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I get it. Um, uh, you know, and yet
1: I'm. I'm also. I, you know, again, I'm. I'm more removed from it. I. You know, you you follow them closer. I'm hesitant you know, from the position I'm in to. You know, read too much into that this year, just because of how odd this off was, and and you know, for somebody who needed development. That time just wasn't there, and I think you know you'll have you'll have more of that time now. You I mean obviously he's had the whole season, so even if the off season is still maybe somewhat stilted as it probably will be, the excuses won't be there. You know, if he comes back to next year's training camp and it's it's you know he's still the number three guy, then it's a concern at that point. I would think.
0: Yes, very much so. But and that's why I think there's no chance that he. You know, I
1: mean, I've heard oh well, maybe they want to put him in. There. I mean, come on, man. The guy was the number three all year. Yeah. He, you know, like this is good fodder. It's nice to talk about. the The only way I think that you know Rodgers isn't there is if Rodgers doesn't Deshaun Watson and says, "I'm not playing," and mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to. I mean, I, you know, if he if he says, "Trade me or I'm done," then maybe he's not there. But besides from that, they're they're not making the decision to move
0: on from him this year. Well, and if he says, "Trade me or I'm done," I I do think there's enough spite in front offices these days to just say okay
1: okay yeah true true yeah you're
0: you're 37 okay right yeah i know you just won the story is going
1: to be fascinating i mean i don't think roger's going to do it the watson one is going to be very interesting to follow because you're right front offices do not they are they're going to be very leery of of letting the nfl become the nba
0: well and if you retire say i want out well i saw for schefter they save 21 million dollars if he retires. If Rodgers does. No, no, no. If Watson does. Oh, if Watson does. Oh, really? Really? And it's I like, did see that. Yeah. You, you really yeah. want to really play this game? Because they'll just take the money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. Maybe, you know, like how, how far are you willing to go with a principled stand? And, how you know, it, it's kind of like a who blinks first. I mean, if you're the Texans, yeah, you save the money. But, boy, if, I mean, you could get a, a massive return for him. And and so if you if you really believe he's not going to play for us anymore, and you can get you know the Jets to give you the number two pick, their other first round pick, a first rounder next year, I mean, gosh, don't you have to do that? Even though
2: it, you yeah. know you
1: worry about the precedent, like that's a that's a heck of a return for a guy who if he's if you really truly believe he's not going to play for you anymore, why wouldn't
0: you? Well, and this is to to draw the parallel to the NBA. The question becomes: Is this Anthony Davis or is this right. Kawhi? Is this right. whoever? Like we're open bidding. Yeah, he won't play here, but we're not. We're not. Right. You know exactly. Or is True. this? True. I I'm not playing. I want to be traded, and I'm only going to play for the Panthers. Well,
1: and and it's probably more that because he's got a no-trade clause. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if if you try to trade him to – now, apparently – I mean, I don't know if you believe it, but there was a report this weekend that, you know, he really is intrigued by the Jets. He likes this new coach, and he'd love to go to the Jets. So uh, let's not use them, but let's say you try to trade him to – Detroit? Detroit, yeah. That's a a good one, you know, uh, because they're moving on from Stafford. And I'm happy about that. Um, he could he could just put the kibosh on it and say no. So you almost gotta you gotta know. I mean he he's in a heck of a position in some ways in terms of leverage because you know it, it that's a great comparison. Like they can't just say, "All right, fine." You know, you, you got your wish. We're gonna trade you. And we're gonna and you get to go play for the Lions. Uh, like if he doesn't want to play for the Lions, he can say no to that too. Yeah, he worked out a nice deal with them. not us <laughs> say
0: that. It'll be uh, yeah well it'll be interesting also so this is your big move. I I'm not playing for you trade me formal yeah. trade demand as long as he doesn't come out with a list, then every team can think that they could get him.
2: sure sure
0: but yeah. the moment well, he comes out and says I'm only, only playing to to for yeah right right
1: I mean if he does want to go to the Jets if that's true, then it, it just seems to make too much sense for both sides. Like, I like Sam Darnold, and I don't think Sam Darnold's a lost cause. But, I mean, if you're the Jets and, and you could – maybe you work out a separate deal for Darnold. You give them your your number two and your other first rounder and a couple other future picks, and you get to Sean Watson, and then maybe you work out a separate deal for Darnold, get back a you know second or third rounder in return. Man, I think you'd jump at that. I know it's a big price, but I'd do it.
0: Or, you yeah, you could also work Darnold into this trade. You could, you could. And just say, uh, you know, and then the Texans pitch it as he's keeping the seat warm for, you yeah. know, whoever... I mean, I
1: guess, it, you know, like if the Texans love a quarterback that isn't Trevor Lawrence,
0: they could take him at number two if they if they make that deal. Yeah, they get um, Justin Fields.
1: They could take Fields or Zach Wilson, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I we'll, we'll, we'll do that later on in the, in the calendar year. But I, you know, I prefer fields, but a lot of people like Zach Wilson. So, um, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, again, I, I do wonder though how much, and I haven't heard this yet, but how much other teams and, and just the power, the influence in the NFL
2: might be encouraging the Texans to hold the line yeah. because,
1: you know, once you do it once, then you know what if a couple of years from now Patrick Mahomes isn't happy in Kansas City and he says, "Well, I want out, trade me," or what you know, or whatever it is. If it's if it's Trevor Lawrence and he goes to Jacksonville and things aren't going well after a couple of years, I want out, trade me. Like you know, once you set that tone in the NBA, certainly it's too late. Genie's out of the bottle in the NBA. I'm sure the NFL does not want that to be the case, but it it might be coming no matter what. As, as, you know, the stars get more and more powerful. I'm not sure you can stem that tide forever.
0: I think the only way you can is if you shut them out.
1: Exactly, yeah. If you call his bluff and say, okay, fine, but again, you know, then it, then it becomes that cost-benefit cost, cost benefit analysis of like, well, okay, I mean, yeah, you could do that. The Texans could sit on him and say, all right, fine, you know, end your career uh, and, and we'll just take the money back and, you know, we're good but then you've got no quarterback
2: yeah
1: and and you could make a trade to get yourself a quarter in, in a draft that many people think is pretty pretty good with quarterbacks uh, you know uh, i mean obviously they're not going to i doubt they're going to get the number one pick first of all, they're not trading him in division secondly, i don't think the Jags would even do that deal but mm-hmm. um, you know if you can get the number two or three pick you could probably have your pick of any other quarterback if you wanted them
0: yeah I think that's true I so, I'm interesting. curious what will come of this I, I also wonder if if the middle ground which is not really a middle ground but yeah fine and he's just locked out the whole year and then next off season, you know it's like okay he's we've made him. our point now yeah. you know but yeah. but the thing yeah. is for the Texans, how much, you know, how much less you can get the examples we have of a guy sitting out a year and what he looks like when he comes back right. very wildly, but right. are not, yeah, but are not good. They're not great. No, <laughs>
1: they're not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and this is like, this is kind of a perfect storm year for them to make a deal because they had a bad year, but they don't have their own first round pick. So you can make it, you can get that pick back essentially. I mean, that's, mm. that's been, you know, I've heard that kind of, you know, joked about like. Well, you know, the, the Dolphins have their first round pick because of the Laramie Tunsil deal. They could just buy it back through Deshaun Watson. Um, I mean, it's, it still ends up bad, but they'd end up getting that that gem pick that you you hope to have if you have a bad season like they just had, but they they don't have right now. Yeah,
2: it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, you know, going back, like I don't, I don't, I don't foresee.
1: I, I think it's you know, it's fun January talk with Rogers. I don't, you know, I don't think he's going anywhere, but there there will be there will be some guys on the move. Obviously, you know, we, we know Stafford apparently is, is a sure thing and see where he goes. And, you know, then it yeah. just sets up a domino effect. Like, you know, if San Francisco gets somebody, then Garoppolo probably goes. Um, the Colts
0: sure need someone.
1: Colts have to get somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the Colts is a great spot. Uh, you know, I mean, they are, they feel like they are ready to win. You know, and and a, and a quarterback steps in there. You got you got everything you could want. I think to to have a chance to contend. Now the AFC, all of a sudden, you know, appears to be much tougher road than the NFC. Um, those things change, but like looking at it now, and uh, you know, I say this, uh, you know, to to ease your your uh, pains just a little with the Packers. Like I'm looking, and I'm like, and uh, you know, things change, free agency trades, all that, but. There's not a lot of teams in the NFC that I'm looking at next year, and I'm like, well, they're going to be a behemoth. Now, that could change, but it doesn't It doesn't appear to be that tough of a road. Well, the AFC kind of does.
0: Well, in the AFC, it, you know, it's we're pre-prime Mahomes. We're pre-prime right. Jackson. We're pre-prime Allen. Allen a- a- yeah. And two of those guys have already won MVPs. The third guy's going right. to finish top three in the voting this year. A- exactly. a- and right behind them, you've got Herbert, Tua, yeah, Lawrence coming Mayfield. in, Mayfield. Mayfield with the
1: Browns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow, if, yeah. know, if he comes back healthy, he looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think you know, you look at, I mean, you saw it this year. Uh, you know, a ten and six Dolphins team didn't make the playoffs. Um, whereas in the NFC, an eight and eight Bears team did. Hmm. So, you know, hmm. you, you and, saw and, it. And and the
0: dumpster fire of the NFC East.
1: Right, which doesn't really look like. I mean. Probably Washington above all looks like maybe they've got the best, you know, near-term future if they can get a quarterback.
0: Yeah, they have um, some idea of what's going on,
1: <laughs> right? With, which is amazing how quick. I mean, like, you know, geez, how how bad things have gotten in the other places that we now look at Washington and like, well, they they look like the most stable organization in the East, um, you know. And the, I mean, the Lions are rebuilding. Uh, the Bears are the Bears like they're they're good but they I, as long as they have Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy it doesn't appear they're going to be great um you know the Saints are probably headed for a little bit of a reset I know Mickey Loomis says they're not going to rebuild but I don't know that they have much choice with the cap situation they have they're going to have to get rid of a fair amount of guys
2: yeah the, so even some
1: of the good teams this year in the end like the Rams know, mm-hmm. I mean, the Rams going to be as good next year I don't know um if they can find a quarterback but it appears they're not sold on golf anymore
2: mm-hmm. like they're they're ready to send
1: him packet it appears you know the Niners I think are a team that you could think could be pretty good next year if they get healthy they had so many injuries this year yeah it just was kind of one of those like star-crossed years but but like yeah you look around the NFC and I'm looking at am like well who are the teams to fear next season and right now I don't find that many yeah. uh you know and well as whereas the AFC it's like wow You know, there's a lot of teams that, you know, go into next year thinking, yeah, we we can win the Super Bowl, which
0: they're not all gone. True. I I think we should pivot briefly to the ASU football coaching carousel. Yes, Um, yes. We add Chris Claiborne to take over as the linebackers coach now that Pierce is coaching as the coordinator and assistant head coach and recruiting coordinator and, you know, I think also personal chef to the coaching stuff i don't know he's got a lot of titles (laughs) yeah 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 Uh,
1: he's uh he's gonna he's gonna earn that raise that he got although do we know did he get a
2: raise did we hear
0: that for sure i don't think anyone's confirmed it but i think he is yeah yeah, and herm is now talking more and more uh directly about pierce just taking over
2: (laughs) yeah agreed
1: agreed yeah i mean it seems like we're uh we're, we're all in. I mean, you know, we're all in on Jaden Daniels. We're all in on Antonio Pierce. Like, those are those are the guys that uh, the program is is really putting their eggs in, in those baskets to get us to the next level. Yeah.
0: Uh, on the Jaden Daniels front, interesting story from Haller about the status of the quarterback room. Yeah, that's a good um, read. I agree. You know, Daniels has three years of eligibility left and might play one of those. Um, might play yeah. two. De- everyone yeah. seems doubtful it'll be three
1: i mean if he has the kind of year next year and, and you know we we will have a lot of time to discuss this and we will um, you know if he has the kind of year next year that I, I expect and that i think a lot of folks expect around the program then you know he probably is done after next year if he's back in you know 2022 it might mean that he didn't have a very good 2021 so i'm, I'm you know be a good problem to have in a way if he has the the really good season and we have a really good season and he goes pro, uh, you know, more power to him.
0: Yeah, next year feels like the year, and, it the, does. and and Herm's been angling for that, and and Pierce has been angling for that from the jump, from when yeah. they got here. Is yeah. wait till you see us in twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. Well, exactly,
1: and unfortunately, twenty was a you know we were kind of ripped off, but that's the way it goes. Every everybody kind of dealt with that, and, and the Pac twelve more than any. Uh, but yeah, 2021 is like okay. You got you got a lot back. You got guys back that you didn't expect. I mean, a year mm-hmm. ago, right now, if I told you that we had, you know, the entire offensive line back, basically, we had, you know, uh, Evan Fields back. We had Jack the Jones, James Lucas, yeah. I mean, you know, guys who were seniors. And again, you know, go back to the mentality you had a year ago, and you would have thought, well, you know, those guys are gone. Just you took it for granted. Well, they're not.
0: The whole and, linebacking core is back. Right,
1: right, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't lose much at all from last year's group. I mean, who? who Darby. Who are we losing? Darby and and the I, kicker. Have we heard about Zendaya. Uh, yeah, Zendaya. Did we? Do we know about Cade Cody? Is he? Is he, he hasn't
0: gone? declared yet, but people yeah. seem to think he's gone that he's gone. But, but I mean, that's, that's it. So, and like, we had yeah. guys like Ben Scott who we thought were going to compete right. for that job anyway.
1: Right. Exactly. So I, yeah, I mean, it feels like, yeah, I mean, in a way it's, it's too bad because I think there was a, a two year window that it felt like, okay, 20 and 21, those are the years. We, I mean, a year ago now we were having those conversations like, all right, next two years. And 20 just didn't, didn't work out for got a, a number of reasons, but you know, it's like, okay, Now's the time, man. You you got all the all the things in place, and it's time to make it happen. And, and you know, we were talking about the coaching. That's where we started. The uh, offensive line coach higher than Abadai or someone else. Eh, it wasn't the best development, but hopefully, it, it, it's not a setback.
0: Yeah. I'm sure this guy was our first choice anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't really say that. Yeah, yeah.
1: When you put out a press release talking about how great that one guy is, and then he goes back to the Colts, and, hey, you know, hey, I, I don't, I mean, it's one of those things like it, it stinks, but like I wouldn't want the guy to come here and have. One eye on another place, yeah. So you know, better to find that out now than find it out in October when it's like, uh, we we kind of need you, um, you know. So uh, hopefully, this other guy. I mean, he's he's as as we talked about in text, he's an older guy, um, you know,
2: longtime college coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious how to fit, but uh, and and very curious, and I know you are too. What happened with Kevin Mawai? Yeah, because for two years we heard he was ready made, going to step in when
1: Dave Christensen retired, and then Dave Christensen retires and,
2: now and well, Kevin Walsh is the gone. Program. Yeah, like what?
1: What happened there? I, 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 you know, that's one of those where love to know the story behind the story, and at some point it'll probably come out. One gets the feeling Doug Haller knows it,
2: mm-hmm. but he's
1: not confident enough yet to go with it on the record yeah. but it'll probably be one of those like offhand mentions in a story one day we're reading where he says something about mawai It'll be like wait what yeah, it's
0: like it, what he'll, he'll just say as we all know oh. kevin mawai right. Right. uh kevin something, something. Had a falling out with herm
1: edwards and that's what and i'm like well oh okay that's what happened all right then yeah yeah but right now no one's really saying
0: that on the record um the 2020 season for football was disappointing because there's a lot of what ifs and, yes. and wishing that we would have seen a number of games stacked in a row to see what would yeah. have happened with this team. Uh, unfortunately, the 2020-2021 season of basketball <laughs> has actually continued and we've gotten to see what happens. Oh, no. I God. you know when it we were better
2: if we only played 4 games.
0: Well, remember when we were no. worried about oh we we finally get Josh Christopher and Bagley yes. onto the team. We're finally going to be loaded. We've got all these great guards, I preseason know. all-American, and now we're going to lose the season. I wish I we'd know. lost the season. <laughs> I I would have I, I would have rather had the what if. I know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I kind
1: of with you, like, I'm glad we, I'm glad we didn't from a big picture point of view, but you're right. I mean, it, it would have been an easier one to be like, well, if only we could have been like, you know, like uncle Rico sitting there with, with uh, Napoleon Dynamite's brother, you know, if only, if only we'd gotten the chance to play that season, we would have been in the final four like, well, no, we got the chance to play this season and ugh, yeah, the results just keep getting worse and worse. I mean, uh, that, that game Monday night was horrible. It, it brought back memories of of the old days when we went to Tucson and were badly outclassed, but that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, um, you know we're we're not outclassed in terms of talent, and and we were just you know we didn't belong on the same floor as them in the first half. Made a little run and made it you know moderately respectable by the end. But um, yeah, I mean it's been.
0: But when about, you're down half thirty-two,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You
0: know, you know, it's,
1: yeah. it's tough you... to feel
0: too good about it. Yeah, you cut the we cut the lead to ten at one point, and that was that merited a tweet with the big bug right. eyes from ASU uh, no. basketball Twitter, and it's like, I that yeah. doesn't make me feel good.
1: No, it does not. No, no. That's I mean, like again,
0: when that's... when U of A was tweeting about seventy to seven, and exactly.
1: Yeah. It's also it also you know it brings back the the memories of you know two thousand five when yeah we go down there and like well we uh, we're, we're within ten on them in the second half oh boy. But, you know but it ain't two thousand five anymore it's not two thousand five for them and it's not supposed to be for us um and and yeah I mean it's just uh like look I mean do we do we have to say it
0: it's time uh, it's time to have the conversation
1: it's uh, about Bobby Hurley yeah I think we got to right
0: like uh, yeah. it, it, look point me to you know let's go back to the herb sendek era which I learned yeah. uh KFC follows 11. 11- herbs and spices they follow all the spice girls and a bunch of people named herb including herb sendek which <laughs> Dude, is pretty like... funny yeah oh, that's that's right. the 11 right. things they follow are the 11 like herbs that. and spices okay. um, but the herb sendek era in the non james harding non kiala yeah. king world was mm-hmm. a story of guys who came in who were okay and mm-hmm. who stayed long enough to become really solid contributors pretty good yes and yes. and the story of the Bobby Hurley era is a lot of really good recruits yeah. who don't ever seem to totally put it together. Man, it's, uh, you know, it, uh, we
1: didn't talk about this beforehand, like, you know, but you're exactly on the same page I am. I was thinking it on last Friday morning after the first loss to the U of A. And, and I was kind of just like, it was before I was working and I'm thinking, I'm just kind of like, you know, sitting here watching, you know, TV. And I'm thinking how many guys under Bobby Hurley, who's been here now, what five seasons this fifth year, um, how many guys have been here for three plus years who have gotten markedly better than where they started. And I honestly couldn't come up with any, now that may not be fair. I might be forgetting one or two. But well, but let's, Remy Martin's a great example. Yes, yeah. Remy Martin better now than he was as a freshman.
0: He's playing more, so he's, he's got more, more but, volume. But yeah, it, but yeah. is he
1: a better player? I don't. I mean, like now, okay, you know, you, you devil's advocate here. If let's say Remy Martin, you 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 know, at the beginning on a scale of one to ten was a six, and he's now a six and a half. Is that better than getting a guy who's a two and by the end he's a five? Uh, I mean, I guess not. But that was you're exactly right. That was the hallmark of Herb. If a guy stayed for three-plus years, he got better. He got better in every circumstance. He would at least be a contributor by the
2: end of his career.
0: Well, you think about the guys who, when when we transitioned over, like Obi-Aleka. Uh-huh. Right. And it's like, I wish he could have stayed another year because he really was— By the end, he put it together and and, like he wasn't going to have an NBA career, but he was a college big man and he could, you know, agreed.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And we just like, you know, the the terrifying thing to me is the the glaring hole that happens when somebody leaves, because look at the interior. All we heard was how much better Jalen Graham was and he lost his starting job. And he's not. Yeah. And and there's
1: a great example. Like, yeah, it was supposed to be he was going to take a leap, and we weren't going to miss Romello White much. And we do miss Romello White. And Romello, I mean, Romello White, great example. Nice player, but did he get that much better from year one to year three?
0: No, he came in, though, as a better talent than either of the guys we have now. Right. And and therefore, there's an immediate drop-off. There's a
1: drop-off, but... I mean, it's, it's yeah. And I,
0: they're not going to close the gap. That's the it's problem. A double-edged sword, you know? You like know he's, he's not getting
1: better, plus then he leaves, and we don't have somebody better in the wings to take over for him.
0: You know, and it's it's a few things. The in-game co- let's let's break it into yes. pieces. The in-game yes. coaching, as exemplified by the final 35 seconds of the yeah. Friday night Arizona game. Yeah, yeah. You've got to time out. Take it. Yes. T- take the timeout, especially when Martin. I assumed, and I told, I told you this. I think in a text. Right. I assumed he was going to take the timeout because Martin was standing at the top of the key with 15 seconds on the shot clock, right. dribbling, and no movement, no nothing, and nothing happening. Right. And it's like, right. oh well, he's just going to call a timeout at 12, mm-hmm. and then we'll have 10 seconds. We'll run a play, and that'll be a. No, it the play something. was he's going to keep dribbling until he gets trapped in, you know, the wing. And I know. you know, was he fouled? Probably. Does, does yeah. that change is that a result, not a process complaint? Absolutely. The exactly. process yeah. was terrible. Yeah.
1: Yes, agreed. It was it was a it was a poor play which came on the heels of of a bad play the previous possession when, you know, Verge throws up a shot in the lane that had no chance of going in. I mean, it was, it was like a, you know, a Hail Mary shot. Um, I mean, the last two possessions, I mean, even more than that, like we, we didn't score a point in the last, what, 220? Yeah. Um, you know, Christopher makes that three that puts us up 82-78. We don't score a point the rest of the way. Um, I mean, it, you know, it's just like, and again, that, and, and I'd have to go back. I mean, you know, there's been so many games, but I, I, I texted you that night after that Arizona game, and I said, and I, I still stand by it, like, it's not the first time that we've called a timeout and, and you're right. He could have called another one. We had one more, but we called the timeout with 33 seconds to go. And the play that we drew up was that, and that's not the first time that is like, Duh, that's the best you could come up with. No, no movement. No, no cutting, no screening. Just like, yeah, yeah. Figure it out. Like that's not coaching. And that seems to be, and I, I mean, again, we're not in the huddles, I don't want to be the fan who, you know, claims to be smarter than the coach. But it's frustrating when you're just – you're not seeing the progress. You're not seeing the results. And, you know, you're seeing the talent that supposedly this team has. Um,
0: well, you got two guys who are supposed to be first-round picks I and was another guy saying, who is a preseason All-American.
1: Which, which would be – I mean, if we have – if those guys both go in the first round, and that's an if right now. They're not blocked. But if they do, it would be the first time ever – ASU has had multiple first round picks in a year and only, I think
2: maybe the third or fourth time that we've had multiple draft picks in a year, mm-hmm. at least in the common
0: draft era. Yeah. And, um, and, and so
2: like you don't get that type of
1: talent here that often, like, you know, it's, this is, this was the year to take advantage of it. And I know all the excuses and some of them are legitimate, but at the same time, everybody's going through that this year, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not, more affected by this than any other program, well, that's going and, with with you know testing and isolation and canceling games and I mean uh, everybody's gone through that and but, some are still finding ways to win and we're not
0: and the and part of the frustration for me is you hear them say well this is happening at all the programs relying on freshmen you know Kentucky's doing this Duke's right. doing this everybody's well one right. those are blue bloods who've won national titles since exactly. I've been alive
1: very recently you Yeah.
0: Know. yeah but uh-huh. two. Okay, this is a problem with freshmen. But we have Senior Verge, Senior Martin, Sophomore Graham, Senior Lawrence, Junior Cherry. Like Yeah, Yeah. we were
1: supposed to have that. I mean, I I said this to you multiple times when we were looking ahead to the season. It looked like we had the perfect mix. We had the two uber-talented freshmen, but we also had so much veteran experience, guys who'd been there and done that. And so you felt like, all right, this is, you know, because, you know, yeah, you're right. If you're over-relying on freshmen, you don't know where that's going to go.
0: Well, in a year like this, yeah, in a year like this where you can't have the practices you want and things are funky, a a team that's trotting out five freshmen out of their their eight-man rotation is going to struggle. But that wasn't us. I
1: mean, I completely, like, the whole Calipari, I know people like to dump on Calipari, but, like, Calipari's got a tried-and-true way of taking his team from point A in November to point F in March. And they haven't been able to do that this year. And so it's not a surprise they're struggling. You know, I mean, he, you know, his team always get better. They're not this year, but it's not really, it's not hard to figure out why the problem is that this is, this, you're right. First of all, we were not overly reliant on freshmen. We weren't supposed to be. Um, and also like, you know, here's the deal. Yes. We would have made the tournament last year had there been one and that would have been three in a row but we would have been a bottom-of-the-field team again. We were looking at a a 9 or 10 seed, maybe first four again. So let's not go crazy with the, oh, we've had three great years in a row, and this is a fluke. We've we've not had three great years in a row. We've had nice moments in those three years, but we've not had a great season yet under Bobby Hurley. I mean, yeah, 2017, we were number two in the country in December. We ended up 8-10 and in the conference that year. We made the tournament on the strength of December. And and so it's like this, you know, at, at a certain point, I, I, I mean, I know I'm rambling, but I remember I remember in 2017, 18 when we made the tournament and I remember saying to you, I don't want this to be the peak for Bobby Hurley. And right now it's the peak. We're three years later and it's still the peak.
0: Well, I think that there's an indictment here of Hurley, but also of the rest of the staff, because. Yeah. If Hurley is the guy and the face and he's the recruiter and he gets people in, then Rashawn Bruno is not carrying his weight because no. he's the, the primary bench coach and this team does not execute at all on the court. Right. And they, right. the, God forbid that we figure out how to box people out this late in the season when we're, un, it's, we're undersized. Great. Then you got to find a guy and get your butt into his hip and knock him out of the way. Exactly. It's, exactly. you know, yeah. I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that it's easy, but I'm saying that if I can see it and I don't know anything, right? then either they're not coaching it or the players aren't listening. And aren't
1: listening. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And either one is not good.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and I'll tell you be, this, yeah. the difference between U of A game one and U of A game two is a team quitting on the season. It looked like it. I completely agree with you. I mean, and if and, you want to play Jalen House uh, in the Steve Jones role of trying to motivate people because he's playing, okay, but that means that you've lost uh, the the better talent on right, the team, right. and they're not listening yeah. anymore.
1: I agree. I mean, yeah, you know, I read Haller's article, and he didn't he didn't quite say what we're saying, and he can't because he's covering the team, and I get it, but he he all but said it. Like, I mean, it, it basically said, you know, oh, the team had every reason to come out with fire, come out angry, play with a purpose, and instead they came out just the opposite. And, yeah, that's that's an indictment. Um, and, and I will tell you, I truly believe, maybe I'm doing too much armchair psychology here, but um, Bobby Hurley's post-game whining after the Thursday loss, blaming everything on the officials, saying we deserve to win the game and we didn't, that contributes to that. I believe that. Because you're telling your team you did enough to win, and they took it from you. You did not do enough to win. You didn't. You blew a, a seven-point lead with under three minutes to go. Yeah, the, that was probably a foul. Yeah, but there's a lot of other ways you could have won that game without the, needing a foul call.
0: Yeah, there were with, with five seconds. There were six other time. trips back and forth up and down the court. Right. right. You yeah. know,
1: and and then uh, you know, for the second straight game, and I know this one was off a missed shot, but you leave a guy wide open at the rim. To, to put, I mean, like, come on. I mean, how does that happen? The Oregon State game, you you yep. make the basket to go ahead and then a guy goes and gets a dunk on you? Yeah. Like, what? What are we doing? I mean, uh, you know, I just like, that's, that's, it's one thing if a guy makes a, a, a you know, a fall away three at the buzzer. It, it's, it hurts just as bad, but, uh, you know, like it stinks. But you give a guy a layup and a dunk in back-to-back games to win the game at the buzzer? Uh, you're not even making him
0: earn it. Yeah. And, and so then the question has to be asked, and this, you know, this is a Ray Anderson question. Yeah. What do you do here? Because C- the other thing about Ray, and we talked about this, with, like, he put his neck on the line with Herm. Right. And the team itself hasn't had a better than 7-5 and five season. They were 500 this year and 7-5 and five right. in the regular season the prior team. Right. Right. But... Everyone believes we're going in the right direction. And everybody believes that that was the right hire. So he has bought goodwill. He spent some of it on Tracy Smith. But he's bought the goodwill to say, I'm going to get somebody in here. And obviously we're not going to pull, you know, an elite head coach. No. But... Is our job as attractive as Alabama was to Nate Oates? You know, yeah, can we get that yeah. guy? You know, I and, and know. you got to be mean, careful so, not to get Andy Enfield.
1: Exactly, exactly, yeah. I mean, so I'll, I'll say this. As as frustrated as I am with Hurley and his inability to improve guys right now and his, his post-game whining that sometimes comes across as, you know, angry fan on sports talk radio rather than head coach of, of you know, 18 to 22 year olds. I don't, I'm not, I'm not right now in the position of saying, I think he should be fired. Uh, and I, you know, I, I don't, um, I do believe that next year should sort of be a, all right, it's time to really put up or shut up. And now you, you, you say that, and it's like, well, but you're losing all this talent. Can that even be done? I don't know. Mind yeah. the transfer portal, find a way to do it. But yeah. we, we can't wait forever. You know, I mean, I think he's done enough here. He's get, you know, the problem. I mean, I was thinking about this a couple hours ago, you know, as I'm thinking, you know, I knew we were going to discuss this, like the problem so far is that Bobby Hurley's highlights here have come in December mm-hmm. and those are great. And, and they were fun. Beating Kansas at Kansas was awesome. Beating, Beating Kansas, Kansas at home. here when, when, when we stormed the court. I mean, it's awesome. It's great. But you don't hire a basketball coach to have his best moments in December. You hire him to have his best moments in March, and if you're really lucky, April. And and uh, you know, our every year, our conference play has been mediocre at best. And and even the, even the year we beat Kansas, both years, we we you know we struggled in conference play, and and haven't taken advantage of a conference that really hasn't been that good in his entire time here. It hasn't been a vintage Pac-12 with you know three Final Four caliber teams or something like that. Um, so I feel like, you know, yeah, you're going to lose a lot. You're going to lose Martin. You're going to lose Burge. You're going to lose Christopher and Bagley, very likely, but find a way, Mm
2: -hmm. get some,
1: get some high school kids, get, get in that transfer portal, get some kids from lower conference schools that want to move up the ranks. I mean, it's there. Um, but you know, we can't go on forever with just saying, well, just wait, you know, can't be wait two years forever. (laughs) At some point it's like, you got to do more than get to the first four. And get blown out by Buffalo in the first round, which is again
0: the most he's done so far. Yeah, no, no run. I mean,
1: correct me if I'm wrong. We haven't we haven't been past the Pac-12 semifinals, right? Got there once with him.
0: Yeah, Which off to with Cheatham a couple years ago. Which again, yeah. that's another example of you know a great find bringing Cheatham yeah. over, but he came in this good Gone and he here. and he right. left this good,
1: right? Right, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, like, yeah, he's, I, again, I mean, I, I, I thought of it, I don't know if I texted you this, I know I thought it, like, you almost wish you could take the best of Bobby Hurley and the best of Herb Sendek and combine them. Give me a guy who, you know, like, let Bobby Hurley recruit the talent, and then let's bring back Herb Sendek to coach the games and do the practices, and then we, we could really be something. The problem with Herb is he couldn't get the talent after James Harden yeah. to compete at a high level. But you always knew you knew with Herb, and this isn't revisionist history. We said it. You knew you were going to get the most out of every team. Oh,
2: now yeah. the
1: most might be twelve and eighteen, but you knew
0: you'd get the most. Well, <laughs> like, and you, I think yeah. I, I think the best coaching job Herb did, or the most illustrative of what we're talking about, yeah, was the first year. First they were year. they were awful, yes. but it's like okay, yes. well, what can we do? We'll take the air out of the ball. Yeah, we're gonna make we're gonna make them play us in the forties. And yeah. Yeah. there's a chance and that we'll at the end we'll be leading. <laughs> right.
1: And we were competitive. I mean, we finished two and 16 in the conference, but, uh, and, and I, you know, it's been a while, I don't know the numbers, but I bet you of those 16 losses, eight or 10 of them were single digit losses. We were, we were engaged. We just didn't have much talent. We couldn't, we couldn't get over the hump, but we were competitive. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, again, I'm I'm not, so, I mean, you know, I, I said my piece, I mean, are you are you in the position of thinking that we should move on from Hurley this year? I'm not there yet, but what's your thought?
0: Because of what 2020 was yeah. and, and how 2021 started, I, I don't think you I can. Agree. But I don't think it's because you can't fire him now. I think it's because you don't know what's going to happen out there in the world. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Yeah. And yeah. I think this was my fear is that this was the Kiala king season this was the we brought in these elite talented guys they they didn't work not for the reasons king didn't work but they didn't work and next year's recruiting class doesn't look like this we don't have two top espn 60 players we've got nobody Right. right right and yeah you know so you're looking at holland woods Austin Cherry, yeah, Jalen House.
1: Who knows what's going on with him? But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, you're going to really have to work the portal hard. Really, really, really have to.
0: Well, and, and the it other can thing be done. is, the you know, I I hate to say this because I don't think it's fair. We we talked about when Hurley came that maybe he'd build the program up and leave, and that'd be okay, Yeah, right? But now what I'm, you know, my I'm wondering if the reverse happened. This is yeah. as shiny as we're going to look under the Hurley regime. Uh-huh. So do you make the change now? Because if you're going to get whoever the, the up and coming yeah. second yeah. Coach is, this is, this is your chance. It's, yeah. it's
1: funny you say that too, because I was even thinking, you know, kind of along the same vein, like, you know, maybe, maybe Bobby Hurley should have jumped at, at, you know, Michigan or, or another one of those jobs that came open in the past few years, because as time has gone on, has he sort of been exposed as maybe not as good a coach as we all thought.
0: Like he was, he was at Buffalo for what, two years. Yeah. Very short time. And they had success,
1: but then he bolted. And, and then, you know, and, and, and Buffalo
0: continued to succeed.
1: They continued to succeed. Right. You know, and, and then it's been like here, it's, it's been kind of up until this year, it's been a, well just just wait. You know, things are good but just wait, they're going to get really good. And and this year like has been a huge come down for me and I think for you too and I think anybody who follows the program would agree like, you know, this was we just talked about football next year is supposed to be the year like right? they've been they've been pointing to it. This felt like this was it.
0: Well, and, and um, the way I would describe the analogy I would make is at Buffalo, he left Buffalo and it there was a simmer the, the pot was simmering yeah, and his lead yeah. assistant took over and it boiled and, right. and they got good under yeah, oats. That's fair. Yeah, and here yeah. he showed up and there's been a simmer and, and then yeah. Dort and Cheatham were here and, and you can see some of the bubbles right? and it's right. like, Oh, but wait, just wait, we're going to turn it up. We're going to turn, turn it up to high. And instead we just turned off the oven and walked away. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: a, that is a good analogy. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, this year we just, uh, We just took the pot off the, off the stove. And I was like, well, that's it. Huh? I thought this was really supposed to catch fire. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just been disappointing. And, and I, I agree with you. I think like, I don't give a complete free pass to this year. I don't want you to think that, but I I think you got to give a little bit of a pass to this year. Now, if he was, if he had been bad, like, you know, to to cross sport and go to our, our neighbors to the South, you know, someone had been bad, and then they got really bad this year, and so it made sense. It's time to move on. But I don't think you take anything from this year in football or basketball if it's out of the ordinary and say, well, okay, we got to make a change. Because, I mean, it, it, this whole year has been out of the ordinary.
0: But, um, you're but, not so here's my noticed. question for you. If If you're Ray Anderson and yeah. you get the power, do you tell him, like, if it was a football coach, you'd say, Hey, look! You're replacing coordinators. That's you're replacing coordinators yeah, this year. Do you nah, tell I, him I, like, hey, you got to figure out this bench coach situation?
1: I think yes. I, I mean, you got to be. I guess you always got to be careful with that. Like I got to, you know, the AD hires the coach to do the job, and I don't want Ray Anderson to put himself in the position of saying you got to hire this guy. But I, I do think you got to go to him and say, look, you know, this these results aren't good enough right now. What are you going to do to make them better? What are you, What's your plan? You know, and, and trust him that he can put together a plan. And if he comes to you with a plans, OK. You know, but but that plan can't be a four year plan. You know, I mean,
0: well, it best, can't be uh, the status quo either.
1: Right. You right. Know. it can't be, you know, well, we just want to get back to making the first four. Like the, the first four is nice. Yeah, we made the tournament. But again, we were, we were bottom of the field filler. We, we, you know, and, and, um,
0: and we didn't have and, any know, Loyola type run. No, <laughs> you know? no, we didn't. And, and, you know, I go back, I mean, again, going back to the, you know, potentially probably going to
1: have two draft picks. Maybe they won't go in the first round, but they're probably both likely to get drafted. You know, the last time we had two draft picks was 2009. And what were we that year? Top 25 team all year, six seed in the tournament, made the second round. It's not a historically great season. I'm not saying we made the final four, but we took full advantage of the talent that we had. Yeah. And this year we're not. And that's it's a bitter pill to swallow. Now I realize that year was a sophomore and a senior. And that's different than having two freshmen. I, I get that. But still if you have if you have talent like that at a place that again, historically and recently, has not had that kind of talent, you gotta seize the moment. And we're doing just the opposite. We're not just sputtering, we're we're spiraling. I mean, we haven't won since, what, December 11th, something like that? Yeah. December 11th, 12th? I mean, it's been a month and a half since we've won a game.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's horrible. Well, and it's one thing when you're like, well, they missed three weeks. But yeah, now they've played for a month again. Right, <laughs> right,
1: yeah, yeah. We've been back since early January. So yeah, I mean, you know, a, a we're, we're staring, if we don't win one of the two games this weekend, at a winless month, in which we've played... I think every game that was scheduled, right?
2: We Against missed Oregon. one.
1: We missed Oregon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We wouldn't have beat Oregon. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, I mean, that excuse only holds for so long. And again, I, I know it's a weird year, but, uh, you know, it's not like uh, COVID testing and, and cancellations have only affected the state of Arizona. And I'm like, oh, well, we just got the bad end of the deal. Like, no, it's, it's all 50 states. It's every program in the country. They're all going through it and some of them are still finding a way to be really good,
0: and we're not. Well, and I get that it's hard and it's different, but the tournament got canceled in March. Right. It's now January. This is not new. This is not new. I I understand it's not normal, but this isn't new. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, when the season started, you
2: knew what you were going to be dealing with. That, that's a good point. I mean this this is
1: not this is not the NBA that went to the bubble and it's like, wow this is wow I don't know what, what are we dealing with here and we got to do all this stuff and you know like yeah you, you knew what you were going to deal with you knew what the challenges were. Uh, they don't even have the excuse of football in that you know football season got postponed, then cancelled then restarted like basketball was was on track to start Thanksgiving week from what early October? Yeah. I mean, you know, that was when it was going to start, and it did. And and so, you know, all in all, like, given the uncertainty that, that football had, basketball really doesn't have a whole lot to complain about. They had a pretty pretty finite, like, here's what we're going to do, and we've done it. Football was a mess. but you want to use that excuse for football, I'll, I'll grant it to you. But, mm-hmm. you know, not as much for basketball. Yeah. So... It's disappointing, man. It just—it really is, because we both had high hopes. I mean, I know we—you know—I my my tongue was firmly planted in cheek when I, you know, said, "Well, let's you know, let's make sure we keep that weekend open to fly to Indianapolis and all that." I, I didn't really expect that, but I certainly expected a tournament team, and we're far, far from it.
0: Yeah, we're not even really competitive now.
1: No, and and to be honest with you, I mean, like I didn't expect it, but I thought it was an outside chance. I looked at the, the way this roster was made up, and I thought, you know, why not? You know, when you, when you look at it, you think, know, okay, we've made the tournament, we've been good. Now we've got these two uber talented freshmen. Why can't we be that team that's like, whoa! All of a sudden, they're they're a powerhouse, and, and we've gone the opposite direction. And here's another frustrating thing: the freshmen have been good. Like, yeah. they've been pretty good. <laughs> you know, you mentioned Kiala King and. You know, like Keala King didn't work out because Keala King just wasn't that good. These two have been pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they have been, been Anthony great. Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, I, I can't complain about the two of them. No. I'm not looking at them and, like, well, they let us down. They just weren't as good as advertised. Like, Bagley has been what he was supposed to be. Christopher maybe isn't as great as we had hoped, but he's he's pretty darn good. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, a, been, he's, a, he's been very good. Yeah. He is. As good, I think, as Dort was. Yes. Yes. He scores. He has some lapses. Yeah. But he's a freshman. He's a you know, that he's a typical talented freshman. He's
2: not Anthony Davis or Derrick Rose, but he's not a bust. You know, you
1: can see the talent.
0: Yeah. The the problem is and continues to be, the interior and then just the the disappearing act by Remy Martin at critical moments. Yes. you know and he yes. had a big shot in, in you know I grant you he's had and he's had moments he where has. he stepped up but yeah, in preseason all American you know yes. look at the look at the comparison between him and Garza who are both on the preseason right. all-American right. team one right. guy has become the most dominant player in the game and the other right. guy is maybe the best player on the floor sometimes once in a while yeah you know for yeah. stretches yeah. of five minutes or less.
1: I agree. I, I agree. I mean, yeah, that's the. You're right. He's made big shots and he's had nice moments, but you know, like when you're a preseason All American, the expectation is you do that night in and night out. I don't. I mean, I, he doesn't need to score thirty points a game, but the night in, night out, you're you're one of, if not the best player on the court. And too many times, he's hard to find.
0: Well, it's and, it's weird as as the point guard for the team. It feels like he just doesn't show up no, sometimes for big stretches. And and I get that you got to get the ball to everybody. And we just talked about how good the freshmen are playing, but right. you know, he wasn't afraid to call his own number when we had holder and justice. Exactly. You know?
1: As a freshman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was a big reason for that win at Kansas. He he played really well in the second half and we couldn't take him off the court. And like, and, and again, you go back to that game and that and maybe that's an unfair bar to set, but you go back to that game and you would have thought, wow, if this kid stays four years, he's going to be great. And I'm just not sure he's ever been better than that game. Like that, that might have been his highlight. Uh, you know, he's had some good, I mean, that's, it's, again, not totally fair. He's had some very good games and last year. I you know he made the winner there against USC. And, um, but it just like you would have expected better development.
0: Well, it's just, and, you know, I, I think the frustration that you're feeling is the same I feel, which is that Kansas game, you watched it and you realized, he's having a transcendent moment. Yes. This is a, yes. this is a moment where he's the, he's so hot that, that yes. on both sides of the floor that you can't do anything about it. He's getting right. what he wants and he's disrupting them. Uh, where has that been this year? Where's where, has it been? Exactly. Where, where is yeah. the defensive yeah. intensity and the, and the full court press that yeah. actually is being effective?
1: Like, well, and, and you know, you, you make a great point And I, I, I thought about that too. Like, his defense has gotten worse. I mean, his offense has improved moderately, but maybe not as much as I hope, but his defense has gotten worse from his freshman year. Freshman yep. year, he was, you put him in and he shut, he shut that guy down. And that's not been the case as much the last
0: couple of years. And I know now we are asking him to take a bigger load offensively, exactly, but, but exactly. this year we didn't have to, you could have turned right. it back around and said, okay, we're going to let uh, Josh Christopher him. play the point point, yes, and be the primary yes. ball handler. Cause that's Agreed. what he, intends to be what he's
1: supposed to do yeah yeah I mean it comes down like I've read Haller a few times has made the point like well you know they're really missing an interior presence and absolutely guard guard you and and we are we are missing it and I I keep thinking
2: I've said this to you before and it it hit me he wrote a story earlier this year that kind of
1: you know hit me in the face like you can win big in college basketball with a guard oriented team Villanova has won two national titles without Really much in the way of good inside play, but what they had was great ball movement and great shooting. And for a guard-oriented team, we don't have either.
2: Yeah. Our
1: assist numbers are terrible, and our shooting numbers are terrible. Like it's it's very hard to win without an interior presence. If
0: you, you also don't shoot well from the
1: outside and you don't move the ball well, <laughs> you
2: yeah. know, like
0: that's
1: the thing. Like I think we could have, I think we could have been very good without Ramella White. But when you take away, you know, that it, that it just seems we play a lot of one-on-one basketball and we don't shoot threes well, well, then it's hard to win without a good big man.
0: Well, and the other piece without it is what we've, t- what we talked about before the season was, you know, you could play a lineup with Cherry and Lawrence right. and Bagley and, and, you know, and Christopher's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, sure. and, sure. and you can move guys around and, and just play that sort of amoeba style defense. Yeah. But instead, mm-hmm. he's stuck with this traditional defense. But they can't lock people down. No. And they don't. No. And, and they don't rebound. They get you know they give up so many offensive rebounds. That's uh, yeah. You know? Oh
1: yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's a continuing problem over the years. Again, this is not just this year of not a very good defensive team and not a very good rebounding team. And again, I mean, you know, it's like, what do we do well? I remember having this conversation with you as I'm saying this out loud one year with Todd Graham. I think it was the year we got blown out by UCLA on that Thursday night game. And it's like, what does this team do well? And we struggled to find what they did well. And that's kind of the way it is right now. Like we have, we have nice players, but what do they do? Well, they don't shoot. Well, they don't defend. Well,
2: they don't, they don't pass the
1: Well, they don't rebound. Well, what do they do? And, and of course, you know, what's the end result when you can't figure out what you do? Well, a, a losing streak of a month and a half. So I guess it goes hand, you know, like it's not hard to figure it out, but you know, what does this team reliably do? Well, I can't come up with anything right now. No, they have stretches where they look okay. Yeah. But like, can you go into a game we play tonight against a a not very good Cal team? Can you go into this game and think, well, okay, we can rely on X.
0: No,
2: I I don't have it.
0: No, there's a (laughs) chance. You know, we're, we're back to the hope era of basketball. Yes. Uh, yes, well, hey, if we shoot well tonight, right. And if Which we don't turn supposed it over to be this way, you know uh,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And it just it it was not supposed to be this way. I, you know I sound like uh, you know, Dante from Clark's. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Like, you know, like uh, we've had those teams. And sometimes those teams have been in a perverse way, kind of fun to follow.
0: well, and because, when you, like, know you know that going in, Right, right. The, you know,
2: yeah.
1: like because they do, they have guts, and they and you know the Herb Sendek teams. There were teams that were like, well, we don't do a whole lot well, but you know, you're going to get effort.
0: You know, you're going to well, get and the gonna effort, and they're going to execute. They might not be good, yes. but they're going to play that matchup zone, and right, and right. teams are going to have to figure that out. And if they figure it out, we're screwed. But they got to do, <laughs> you know.
1: Right, right. You know, but but yeah, you knew it was like, okay, we have a chance to be competitive. Yeah, we might get blown out by thirty. Like you said, if they figure it out, we're we're in trouble. But it felt like, well, we're we're gonna we're gonna give it what what we've got. And the the second Arizona game is even more dispiriting because up until then, like you know, we, we did play hard in the in the sweep against the LA teams. Yeah. we were down what four guys. We took UCLA to OT. We played USC tough. We're within you know a couple points with three minutes to go. Um, the first Arizona game, obviously, we we should have won. Um, you know, so like okay, we're at least playing hard. But then the second one is like you're right. I mean, the, the word is the word is quitting, and that's what it looked like. It looked like a team that had quit.
0: One final comparison about the Hurley era to the Sendek era, because talent wise, you take every Hurley team over every non Hardened Sendek team. hundred percent. Yeah. But, yeah. No doubt. But when Certainly you, the last four years. Yeah, yeah. But when you look at the SendEck teams, I can tell you right now, we're playing a matchup zone. We're going to try to isolate our best offensive weapon, and we're going to have either, if it's the Glasser post-Harden era, we're going to mm-hmm. trust him to draw fouls and run mm-hmm. the offense, and we're going to have Abbott and Ship and McMillan around him, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to hope our bigs you know, can hold their own. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's going to be the plan. I can't tell you what the plan is now. I used The no. holy plan used to be we're going to just shoot threes. We're going to rain yes. down threes with our guards.
1: Guard you and we're going to yeah we're going to shoot we're going to bury you from the outside and
0: we're going to we're going to run and gun past you and, and we're going to press and we're, we're going to speed yes. the tempo up and and we're not we're, we're just, not doing that yeah know, we're just yeah. And now it feels like we're guys who are showing up and we're seeing what works
1: yeah yeah agree it really does that's that's a good way to put it because it's it's this team seems to be a classic example of the sum is less than the parts and and that's you know that's how that ends up like it's almost like, you know, what, what Calipari has sometimes been derided for, although it's worked, is, you know, just roll the ball out there and see what happens. You know, well, we, we got these two freshmen and we got Remy Martin and Burge and eh, we'll just see what happens. Like, and I know that's not true. I mean, I, I, I know yeah. that Hurley is competitive. I know that he's doing, you know, I know he's working hard. I'm not questioning his effort. I'm questioning his ability right now, and and to go back to what you said about Ray Anderson, I do think that Ray Anderson uh, does need to. You know, it's it's heart to heart time in the off season. It's you know what is I mean, and maybe even right now, like look, you need to you need to be ready in March when the season ends. You need to be ready to tell me how this is going to get better because this was your plan to recruit these freshmen, and you know this was your plan, and it did not work. So what are you going to do to change to get this thing better? Because we can't just continue to spin our wheels.
0: Yeah. Well, what can't happen is, you know, you talk about we hit our high note and then we fall off. Yeah. And this year we started the year ranked and fell off. Like we didn't even have a high note. It's just that it's just the sound of a tuba going. what's
1: What's the best moment of this year? The opening win over Rhode Island. Or the buzzer-beater win over Grand Canyon, like those are nice, but they're not—they're not anything to write home about. It's not Play, like you know playing oh, Virginia
0: boy. tough for right—you know, thirty-five right. minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, and again, I don't expect us to beat the number one team in the country every year. My expectations are not outlandish. I don't think. Uh, you know, yeah, we did it with when we beat Kansas. You know. Um, I know we weren't really the best team in the country, or the third best team in the country in 2017 when we got to there. I, I fully am aware of that, but it's that's been the, you know, that's been the ride with him. Is it's like you know we we have the, I mean, we had two great non-conference seasons in 17 and 18 in the falls, and then the conference seasons were underwhelming. Last year, non-conference wasn't great. We were better in conference, but we didn't get a chance to you know finish it off. But again, I mean let's let's be honest were we going to make a deep run in the tournament highly unlikely yeah you know, I mean we were gonna get in and you never know that's the beauty of the tournament but we weren't we were not a team that you watched and thought oh boy watch out we're, we're we're gonna get in we're gonna get to the elite eight so you know when's when's gonna be the peak year this was supposed to be it it's not so what are you gonna do to get us there
0: yeah uh We've gone on for a while, so We've gone a while. Uh, well, I, I think we we'll can... save the last negative topic, which was the Baseball <laughs> Hall of Fame. I was going to say, we can get to that
1: another time down the road. Yeah, I mean, we, hey, here's what we know. We'll get back to it in November or December next year when we have the same discussion.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll
1: probably talk about it again. I suppose we should talk a little Kirk Schilling and and uh, his his uh, de, you know desire to get off the ballot, but we'll, we'll save that for a, a February conversation.
0: Uh. I guess sports are going to continue despite the tone of my view. You know what? Like,
1: I mean, I'm going to say it and it might sound Pollyanna, but you know, given, given where we were nine months ago, I'll, I'll take a basketball season. That's leaving me angry and frustrated over one that we didn't get to see finished, you know? So I'm still keeping it in perspective. Am I happy about where it's gone? No. Do I sort of agree with you in a perverse way that like, I wish it was an unknown. Yeah. But, but ultimately no. We've gotten, we've gotten to see this team play basketball, and I'm glad of that. And, and uh, you know, uh, that's good at least.
0: Yeah, I agree. We'll talk about what happened with the Cal game. Hopefully not a huge embarrassing failure. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's
1: hopefully we get a win. <laughs> a win is all we need to just get something some positive momentum
2: back.
0: Uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Minute Sportscast.